On today's show, a lot of heartburn over the proposed food tax increase. And the question, censure over impeachment. Representative Ben McAdams is on the censure train. Tune in Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 for Dave and Dijanovic. I spent my college days throwing perfect passes and trash-talking BYU. And I spent my college career smashing Utah Utes' faces into the mud. I'm Jason Buck. And I'm Scott Mitchell. After our careers in the NFL, we still talk trash. But mostly to each other on our podcast, Rivals. We talk all things football, college, and NFL. A little bit about life and growing up rivals. Download it each week wherever you get your podcasts or on the KSL Sports app. Go Cougs! And go Utes! I think it's a it's it's a brilliant way for people to to get the software they need and and to keep control of their costs, um, while also being ready to get upgrades, uh, you know, and improvements and and new product offerings. So you know, I think I think we're going to see continued uh, continued growth and continued excitement around this. I think especially as you see a whole new set of uh, folks into the workforce that uh, that this is just this is not new. This is just uh, old hat. Welcome to Innovation and Leadership, where I interview uncommonly high achievers like top investment fund managers, elite special operations soldiers, startup CEOs who sold their companies for billions of dollars, pro athletes, Hollywood filmmakers, really as many different kinds of experts as I can. The whole idea is to hear how they did it and then what advice they have for the rest of us that can be applied to the organizations we're trying to grow and innovate. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. This is our part two interview with Ryan Sanders, uh, COO and co-founder of Bamboo HR. If you didn't catch part one, highly recommend it. Uh, we talked about how much they've grown over the last decade to almost 12,000 customers across 100 countries. Their, their SaaS product is uh, helping out in 11 different languages now. Um, and I actually think that might be a good jumping off spot. Um, Ryan, when you think about this significant growth, what do you attribute it to? Gosh, the, the growth is a, is a function of a lot of different things. I think there was definitely, when we started this, there was a, a huge need in the market, particularly in, in the small to medium business space for, for our software. A lot of people were still in spreadsheets. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at how many you know, really impressive tech companies uh, were in spreadsheets when they before they came came and started using Bamboo HR. Um, you know, you think of tech company, you think they're going to use the latest and greatest to help them do their job the best. And uh, a lot of them were just had you know dozens and dozens of spreadsheets that were hard to maintain, that weren't secure, that were tough to update. Um, and uh, and we just made life easier for them. So it was a it was a great time for us to start in 2008. Um, in spite of the fact that it was uh, a pretty pretty terrible time as far as the world economy goes, um, we were in you know we we're kind of born out of out of the you know kind of when the market crashed and everybody's four hundred one ks were were down sixty percent. Um, it was a crazy time, but it was also a time where where people were trying to be more efficient with fewer resources, um, with fewer humans, and with fewer uh, fewer investments in technology. And so to have something that was priced fairly that was a, a, a good product and and that uh, we take care of and we're taking great care of our customer um, you know that resonated with people and uh, we were we were very very lucky there so timing's timing's great um, you know the, the the early team was great we, we were just very fortunate to have 
some early folks that uh, have been, uh, you know, some of whom are still around uh, to help build the business. Um, and then, you know, uh, HR, HR software, HR SaaS software um, was kind of one of the, the, the last frontiers at the time. Um, so that, that was a timing thing as well that helped us. So, um, but, but we've, again, we, you know, we've, we've tried to build all of this on this foundation of create a great place to work, build a great product, take exceptional care of your customers. And then the outputs will be, be the success that, that, you know, a typical business will hope for. Um, and that's, that's, that's been our path. You know, the, the SaaS model is something that obviously a, a lot of the rest of the world is, has caught onto or is catching onto. For folks who are maybe eight or nine years behind you, uh, what kind of advice would you have for people who maybe only their earlier, you know, CEOs who are earlier in in uh, having a SaaS product? You know, SaaS is such an exciting. It's such an exciting space. It's so fun to be able to be super close to your customer, and to be able to make changes uh, pretty dynamically. I I think there's two two things that that come to mind, and and this is advice that we got early that's uh, that's proven extremely valuable for us. One is is uh, really get to know your customer, get to know their their pains, to know their their needs, um, both spoken and unspoken, um, and developing an empathy for your customer early and having be that that be part of your DNA um, will make a lot of things later down the road um, much much easier. And you know if you keep that focus, um, I think there's an opportunity to uh, to win. And and again, that win is for for both uh, for both the company and the customer because customers you know if they like a product they want that product to stick around for a long time um, so that's that's kind of one piece and then the other is to uh, you know to be really careful about building uh, quote unquote customer specials um, you know those early customers are going to help influence roadmap and things like that but you have to be really really careful about what what's the market we're trying to serve and who are we trying to uh, we're trying to become and what's our vision of the of the product. Um, and that is, uh, that's tough. You know, when you're just trying to get that extra little bit of revenue, you kind of have that motivation to, to do something, you know, to build a feature or functionality that might make your, might, might take you down a different path and uh, might take you down the enterprise path instead of the SMB path, or might make the, the interface more complex for 99% of your, your customers, but it makes it great for the, you know, solves a problem for 1%. So that kind of discipline is really tough, especially early. Um, but that's 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 uh, those are two lessons that we've that we've learned and that we've applied and, and feel like we've benefited from. Yeah. Um, so when I talk about this, what it, what does this look like to you? Getting gaining empathy. You know, software as a service. Um, that that's that is advice you hear um, for you guys when it comes to getting to know the customer. And you know, you don't just want a subscription this year you know, you're, you're hoping for, for a long life customer here. Um, in, in the world of Bamboo HR, what did that look like or what does that look, look like now? Gaining empathy for the customer and, and digging in. Yeah. So we, you know, we're, we're big about doing customer visits. So our product and user experience team will, will, you know, they'll, they'll fly out and go visit uh, a bunch of customers and, and really kind of see what, you know, what's going on, what's in their environment, you know, what kind of post notes do they have on their monitor? What kind of you know, notes do they have scribbled on their whiteboard in their cube or in their office? Um, you know, talk to to managers, HR folks, employees, and really try to understand what it is that they need. So there's uh, you know there's that kind of research, and then we bring that back and distill it down into the things that we want to uh, want to solve for and the and the opportunities that we that we see uh, that we need to take advantage of. Um, we we do that over phone calls as well. We do a lot of customer surveys. Um, 
and then we you know we create feedback loops internally from both the sales team and the customer experience team to make sure that we are are getting that kind of day-to-day feedback and you know we'll get over 450 pieces of feedback from our from our customers every month and our our product team is very very diligent about going through each of those, identifying, categorizing, and then making sure they distill that into, into what the need is. And then we try to group those things together and, and find those things that overlap. So overlap with the vision, overlap with, uh, with, other, with other customer requests. Um, but, but, but it even goes deeper than that. Like HR, HR is a tough job. You've got to balance, of course, all the legal requirements in HR. You've got to balance the demands of the owners or founders or, or executive team. And then you've got to balance myriad demands from from employees everything from i hate my chair to i hate this policy to i want this or that or the other thing um it's a tough tough job and and oftentimes uh, hr departments are are one one person um maybe maybe a couple folks um and so so just understanding who that who that persona is who that you know who is that person that that you're trying to serve and and how do we think about the changes that we make the improvements that we're after you know which which thing is next on the product roadmap um, we got to keep that customer in mind because we might get really excited about this one thing but but the customer's not excited about it um, we're going to fall short of our goals yeah do you have a name for that internally or is there somebody's somebody else's methodology that you follow for that that type of an approach? Um, it's, it's probably just a blend of a lot of different things, but nothing that we've named it in particular. Yeah. Um, so thinking about the future, as you look at specifically the SaaS market and, and helping your internal team be prepared for it and you be prepared for it yourself, um, what do you kind of see over the next handful of years for the whole subscription economy? So I think I think it's a it's it's a brilliant way for people to to get the software they need and and to keep control of their costs, um, while also being ready to get upgrades, uh, you know, and improvements and and new product offerings. So you know I think I think we're going to see continued uh, continued growth and continued excitement around this. I think especially as you see a whole new set of uh, folks into the workforce that uh, that this is just this is not new. This is just uh, old hat. Um, super accepted kind of all over the world and it really levels the playing field as far as what types of tools and and solutions are available to people to help them grow and and uh, be successful in business at, uh, in, in all different parts so I you know I'm excited it, it, there's so much innovation around uh, uh, you know not just uh, software as a service but you know kind of the different components you've got a lot of stuff still happening in mobile of course artificial intelligence and machine learning um, blockchain. I mean, you kind of you name it. This stuff is going to change the world in just a, a more rapid fashion. And I think it, it's it's exciting because of the opportunities that it presents. Um, I think that um, as again, as long as folks stay stay in tune with customer needs, um, then then there, we just see some incredible solutions out there that are are, are certainly affordable. And there's just gonna, you know, I. You know, my favorite my favorite setup is where you know you you're just thrilled you're just thrilled to to use a particular product or service and that's how we try to build you know try to build our business our product our services is that there's no there's no worries or or, or grief about about that exchange of dollars because it's a fair value in fact you know some of the some of the services I use I you know I'm just I'm thrilled thrilled to use those services and so I'm, I'm more than happy to pay and because it, it makes life better 
we hope that's the case for uh, for our customers as well. That there's there's just that excitement, and so because there's just you know hopefully there'll be more of that, and it's kind of the survival of those who are are paying attention to the customer and and creating those great products. We'll just continue to see amazing innovation going forward. Uh, it gets it gets really really exciting. Yeah, you know. Um... Again, due to all those things you just said, there are a lot of folks who are excited about growth and possibilities. Um, when you think about your role as the leader and and as the workforce changes, the customer makeup of baby boomers versus millennials ratio changes and things like that, um, l- let's talk about sales for a minute. You know, sales is obviously key to growth. You talked about you talked about sales team for a minute in, in part one of the interview. Um, what is for you? What does leadership look like for your sales team? You know, our we've we've got kind of uh, we've been really lucky and fortunate. We've got a, a great sales uh, sales leadership team here, uh, many of whom actually grew up here. Interestingly, um, there are, there are a few from out, outside, but there are are some that uh, were were former sales reps here and and kind of grew into sales leadership. But but th- this is a group that just knows how to put their put their uh, their their hard hat on and and get to work, and they care deeply about their team. They care about uh, all the inputs uh, that that yield the outputs. We've got a really nice process laid out. So, really, if you know if you want to be successful here in sales, um, all the tools here are here, all the tools and all the support. And and so, I think that and I think those that those things are actually critical to this this next generation of, of that's entering the workforce. Um, there's that desire to to have that those resources available so you can get better, so you can progress. Um, at the same time, you know we we're built on a foundation of caring for the individual and and of of having a purpose beyond making money, which again uh, resonates with the millennial workforce. So we feel like there's some key building blocks there that are you know we have from a from a corporate level or company level, um, but also also our, our sales team embraces and and lives those lives those things and makes sure that their team understands them as well. So. You know, I, I I think we you know for us we're we're going to continue to invest in in training, um, continue to invest in tools and uh, sales operations so that we can just keep getting better and refine, 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 so that uh, the the sales team has just a, a great experience and and can be successful, but not just measure their their wins by dollars, but measure the wins by impact on the customer too. Can you talk about that for a second because that's that's not as traditional in sales sales cultures yeah so we you know we try to try to give the sales team visibility into things beyond the the close um so you know we'll take time out of company meetings to highlight customer customer wins or customer quotes we call it customer love bamboo love um there's some amazing quotes that come in unsolicited all the time and when in, in particular we get excited when it has to do with what a great experience they had on the sales team. And so we give, you know, if we're highlighting a customer, even if the even if the, the feedback they have is product related or whatever, we want to highlight the fact, you know, here's the person that brought in the that deal and here's the person that implemented that deal. And and in here, you know, so it gives them visibility into, hey, I help I help bring that person in the door and they're thrilled about it and and they get excited and see it beyond the you know the revenue they brought in that you know several months ago, um, you know obviously there are some there are some some folks that don't care about it very much but we we see a lot of our folks that get really excited that that they are tied in some way to a, a bamboo success story. You know it's interesting I think it's pretty easy for folks from other departments to discount the salespeople as 
those guys that only care about numbers, right? Those guys that only care about dollars. Um, it's interesting to hear you talk about highlighting those success stories and, and specifically the part about what it was like to be with the sales team. Um, I, I like hearing a real life example of, okay, here, you know, here's an alternative payment, right? Other than a commission check, you got mm -hmm. the social recognition, you've got this opportunity to feel like you're doing something that matters that, that our whole company gets this reputation because of what you did. And it, it's interesting. It sounds like it's driven some behavior change. Yeah, and I, I, I think in some cases behavior change, but I also think that uh, I think that some of the folks that we've got, you know, do actually do care about those things too. So it's uh, it's not too much of a stretch for them to, to be excited about having a venue that, that embraces and endorses those things. Almost more like a solidifying it or a reinforcing yeah. it or how yeah. you think of That's it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, with this with this people focused aspect. Um, I know you guys had your big Bamboo HR Summit and you had one of my favorite authors, Sean Aker, up there. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk about the role of, of having an event? I mean, most of us know about Salesforce having Dreamforce or HubSpot having Inbound or these big giant conferences that brands are putting on these days. Can you talk about the role that plays in your ecosystem and, and how that fits into your business philosophy? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's you know, we, you, you kind of feel like you, if you're a software company and there's any level of success or any, any significant customer base, you feel like you have to have a customer event. And, um, you know, we, we, when we first did it uh, a couple of years ago, it was just, it was kind of that as well as the desire to, to interact with our customer uh, intimately like our, our, our product team does, but do it, you know, with more folks in the room. Um, and then to provide that customer with some really great, Really great training and inspiration as far as how helping helping them get excited about creating great places to work. Um, the and and then of course you know there's obviously the you know chances to learn more about the product too. But but um, but for us it was it was it was kind of an, a magical a magical event. Um, it was pretty intimate. So it was about you know 300 300 folks um, or 250. Um, we were up at uh, up at Snowbird. Um, it it. Uh, it snowed while we were up there. Uh, in fact, I think it snowed like 17 or 19 inches overnight the first night. Um, so it was, it was pretty fun to, to watch people there. But it was amazing to see this community of our users kind of interacting together and getting excited about not only their product, but what they're doing at their companies to, um, to be better, to be better at their craft, to help lift their companies, help their companies achieve their goals. And, and for us, that, that, was, that was some of the magic um, that, that happened, just that interaction that they didn't have another place to do that. Um, and, and, then, and then to watch our team uh, interact with those customers and be so excited and, and just e even friendships form. And, and or, you know, we even had a few, a few folks that, uh, that, that gone through implementation. Their implementation rep happened to be up at the, up at the conference at the summit and they got to meet them face to face for the first time. And they were just thrilled because they had such a great experience during implementation. It was fun to put a, a face and a name together uh, and, and sit down for lunch. Um, it's a, it's, it's a unique thing. You know, we our, ours wasn't super flashy. Sean, Sean was amazing. Um, he's just, he's just so great. And it was delightful to bring him up and, and, and then to hear the feedback of, 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 of his, uh, on his presentation, people were really excited, really touched and, and really kind of changed their worldview a little bit. Um, but it's, it's fun to give, give folks exposure to those things. It's fun to have that community together. It's fun to have 
uh, our customers feel the bamboo love in a really tactile way. Uh, just because you're sitting there face to face, you can shake hands and and uh, and and talk about some of the challenges they're having or some of the opportunities that are in front of them. Um, it's been it's been an exciting thing. It's uh, it's one we're still trying to figure out, you know, to to make sure that for us we we want it to be also cost effective for for us and for the attendees. Um, we want to make sure we don't lose sight, we don't lose the magic, don't lose sight of the goals and objectives. Um, so there's still a lot to figure out, but we've uh, we've had a ton of fun uh, the last couple of years. Yeah, I bet. Well, um, we appreciate all the time you you spent with us. Um, maybe a good place to close would be, um, what's advice you would love to have been able to go back and give a younger version of yourself when it comes to all this business? What kind of advice? Yeah, business or leadership advice. Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think... Uh, so I early on in building this, I don't know why and what in the world got in my head, um, but I decided to go back and get a master's. Um, and I looked around. It initially started out as a desire to get a, a HR designation, like a, a PHR or SPHR um, credential, just so we could again understand the uh, the customer really well. That turned into looking at masters of organizational behavior, um, which kind of it got more exciting, but uh, but kind of didn't fully resonate with me. Finally, I landed on uh, a master of of uh, organizational leadership um, out of Gonzaga, and I got to do it remote. I had to be on campus for for a few days during during the during the couple of years, but but most of it was remote. The foundation of that program is servant leadership, and knowing that the the leader is actually the servant of the individuals um, that they are trying to lead. Um, I think if I were to go go back in time, I think I would uh, allow myself or encourage myself to focus even more on that because when you when you when you set yourself up that way, you find a lot more success. You find change is much much easier. You 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 find that uh, you find that it's it's exciting to it's exciting leadership is exciting um, because you get to, to help others um, do the best that they can. You know, remove roadblocks. Um, help them find ways to stretch and grow. It's just a delightful opportunity. Um, so there's some great, uh, great books by Robert Greenleaf out there on servant leadership and some uh, other great ones that, uh, that just, it's a good, it's a good reminder that you don't have to be the, uh, as Jim Collins says, the genius with a thousand helpers, but you can be that level five kind of leader um, by making sure you put others, others at your, at the center of your universe. Yeah. Solid advice. Well, um, Thanks again. As far as people connecting with you, is uh, is the website the best place? Just come to bamboohr.com or, or where is a good place for them to find out more? Yeah, for the company, bamboohr.com is great. And we're also very active on uh, on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn as far as social media goes at bamboohr.com. And uh, yeah, and, uh, love for folks to reach out. So That's great. Well, thanks again. Thanks.